0: Hello and welcome, everyone, to the comic multiverse. Where the uh, you okay, there, Matt? Yeah. S- sounded like you were falling out of your chair there for a second on this end.
1: No, I was just shifting myself so I, I'm center camera. Oh, okay, that's good. That's that's good filming
0: stuff, everybody. You see, now that we've gone to video, we have to, you know, actually take these things into consideration. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So where was I again? Oh yeah, well, welcome to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd <laughs> me. You, you know the intro by now. We're 75 episodes deep if you don't know the intro by now.
1: Yeah, there's something wrong.
0: Yeah, honestly <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm surprised that I've done it for 75 episodes, that I haven't like recorded myself doing it and gotten you to like edit an intro sequence.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh well, maybe, maybe for a hundred we'll do that.
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: We gotta do something special for a hundred. It used to be we'd do a video for something special, but now that we've just gone full video, where where the hell do you take the hat?
1: We we have to go back to, to to just just audio.
0: Just audio, then that will be special. <laughs> ooh ooh. Or hey, you know, you're a wizard with editing, Matt. You can get like one of those three D filters and put it over and we can call this, you know, the three D episode.
1: then then the next step will be for us to like do some like podcasting vr or something
0: oh shit where you're actually in the room with us yeah that would actually be pretty good technology because matt and i have never been in the same room to record anything (laughs) so that would be nice yeah it would be you know we're only separated by like half the world
1: yeah yeah. very small but still yeah
0: it's hard to believe Matt. we've known each other for like how long five six years now and yet we've never actually met in person
1: yeah, we, we've known each other, I think, for about seven years.
0: Give or take. That's pretty impressive. Matt and I have been carrying on the longest long-distance relationship of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> take that, all you other long-distance relationship people. We have you beat. <laughs> we, can, we can wear that one. Again, I keep saying, you know, if Matt, if there was ever a reason for him to come to Canada or me to go to Australia, which I think I might just like to at one point, but that's a pretty goddamn big trip. Like we said, it's only half the world.
1: Yeah, it's not, you know, an hour's trip.
0: No, it's really not. I'm trying to think, what's the furthest I travel? I guess when I go to Victoria every so often, that's more or less the other end of the country, or at least just the other end of my country, but
1: still. Yeah, I I haven't really been out of the country at all. Yeah.
0: You like Canada. It's cold this time of year. Very cold. Oh,
1: good, because it's just become summer here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. After one of the weirdest Octobers in terms of weather I think we've ever had in Canada. But hey, you know, we're not a weather podcast. We're a comic book podcast, and we have some rather interesting topics to dig on into this week. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Oh, boy, do we ever
0: so perhaps the biggest piece of news coming out this week is that they finally finally cast shazam for the big shazam movie that may or may not be in continuity with the other dc movies in fact no dc movie might be in continuity anymore because they just want to throw out a bunch of ones now because
1: hey why not And, and it may or may not star the rock as black adam
0: yeah it may or may not star the rock even though they cast the rock as black adam before shazam in one of the few rare instances where they did cast the villain before the hero because they knew the villain would be more popular because the rock really wanted to play it and they really wanted to tap the rock for something
1: the rock's been cast for for like years i think he got cast before even like ben affleck was batman
0: yeah he's been attached to the project for that long does that not just sound like back ass word filmmaking and then they're like well maybe we'll give black adam a prequel movie before we actually do shazam
1: yeah, or he, he might be the villain in the next Superman film we don't or something. Know.
0: We don't know anything.
1: Yeah. No, we don't.
0: But yeah, we finally got our Shazam, and it's Zachary Levy, that dude from that show I never watched, Chuck. You never watched Chuck? I never watched Chuck. I know it was a uh, big thing within our peer group for a couple years there, but no, I never actually watched Chuck.
1: I, I really enjoyed Chuck. I thought it was a really great show. It was It was, It was. was before all those other geek type right. shows came around, so it was like the for- forerunner.
0: Right, I think that one kind of fell in the white noise for me. Has he done anything else I would have seen Zachary Levy? Because I know he was the he, Chuck guy.
1: He took over as Fandral in the Thor films.
0: Right.
1: And, and he he just finished them up in, in Ragnarok.
0: Right, he was the replacement one. That's right. That, yeah. that was such a subtle change most people didn't even notice. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no, oh, no
0: one noticed and he's the voice of eugene in uh tangled so that's something i did actually see him and he was fun in that
1: yeah he's just been kind of hanging around
0: yeah hanging around doing stuff he's been on robot chicken yeah he's he's been in stuff he's been in things
1: yeah it, it's, it's good casting i'm glad they didn't let any fans choose it because fans just wanted some big wrestler or yeah. someone like john cena or something cena in the old where...
0: very much attached to that
1: yeah, which I don't think would have been good. At least they actually got an, an actual actor. Yeah, let's take an
0: Yeah, let's take an actor and get him to work out instead of getting a guy now, who works out and teaching him how to act.
1: Now they're, they're not pulling like a fast one on us and saying he's cast in Shazam, but he's playing like Billy Batson. You see, that's what I thought
0: too. I'm like, have they confirmed that? Because like that could easily be a swerve. You're right. It could be like, oh, he's little Billy Batson but he's not a kid
1: (laughs) he's like a 30 year old man are they gonna do the green duck he's he's a washed up hero kind of like that they had kind of like what they had him in that dc house of horror this week oh
0: oh! see i didn't read that either this week but i heard interesting things from you mainly yeah (laughs) man i i would actually kind of like that if zachary levy this 30 year old man just plays a child
1: He's this big man child.
0: Just a big man child. If it'll be like Tom Hanks in big, you know, he just goes around like I'm a little boy. No, you're not. You're a weirdo. He's one,
1: he's one of those weirdos that are like forty, thirty year old people who wear like diapers and like yeah. ch- children's clothes and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, he he'll be one of those guys, you know. He'll be he'll be touring the <sighs> fetish circuit, but he's also a superhero. <laughs> hey, you laugh, but this is a DC Warner Brothers movie, so that's very possible. <laughs> Next to a Superman who breaks people's necks and a Batman who uses guns, weird diaper fetishist Shazam is totally, you know, within the
1: realm of possibility. Yeah, that's true. And the thing as well, the movie apparently starts shooting in about three months. Really? So he's got three months to build. I don't know whether you've seen the guy, oh, but he's, he's very, very lanky and skinny.
0: Not only have I seen him, but have you heard that he's actually uh, already been stirring up a little controversy on Instagram with a statement that he made? Oh god, what now? He said, I'm really happy to play the first and original Captain Marvel. It's like, don't muddy those waters right now. Marvel and DC fans don't need another reason to fight. Please don't start saying that.
1: He's probably just Mar- mad Marvel killed his character off in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. Dude, it's not out here yet. Come on. <laughs> Motherfucker. Send all your hate mail to Matt, and I will send hate mail to Matt, because <laughs> I'm hearing this for the first time, too. He's
1: one of the Warriors 3. No one cares about him.
0: That's fair. I'm not that mad. It's not like, oh, yeah, and then, like, fucking Thor dies or some sh-. No, it's, yeah, he's one of the Warriors, <laughs>
1: Well now that you say
0: that <laughs> Hey, at least they didn't kill Ray Stevenson. I'm okay with that. I'm not
1: gonna say anything. Oh, not say
0: fu- oh fu- God da- see, here's the thing. Movie doesn't come out for a week here, so for all I know, <laughs> Matt is lying to me. I don't know and I won't know. <laughs> you won't ever
1: know. God,
0: God damn it, this is this is this is horrible. But yeah, so that's that's Livia Shazam in a movie that will be coming sooner than we think, I guess
1: yeah and it might be in continuity it might not be we don't know
0: oh we'll be talking a lot about that on this episode matt don't you worry there's a couple more stories that we'll talk about yes. Just that.
1: yes there is uh
0: next up another very nice piece of news that came out this week uh vincent d'onofrio will be back as the kingpin in daredevil season three well duh i hope yes. he is yes <laughs> i'd be really disappointed if he didn't it's like oh yeah daredevil season three no kingpin b- 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 but you built him up so much in season two and <laughs> his big revenge arc yeah i'm, I'm
1: so glad he's going to be coming back
0: uh, a lot of people given that imagery at the end of defenders where you know uh, matt is being taken care of by his uh nun mother and everything that's led a lot of people to assume oh shit is daredevil season three going to be like uh, an adaptation of frank miller's born is that going to be the broad strokes
1: well, it looks exactly like the, the last scenes in that were page for page, basically, for that.
0: Pretty awesome. And hey, who who, who does he fight in Born Oh, Nuke. Who did they set up in Jessica Jones? Nuke.
1: Ooh, it's all paying off.
0: That would be super awesome. Because, again, it's like, you no know, Daredevil's fought some strong people. He's fought demon ninjas and shit. But, like, actually fighting a dude with superhuman strength and everything. That would be kind of awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
0: And also, too, in Born, he barely wears the costume, and the Netflix show seemed to love that, so there you go. That's true. That's they'll, true. They'll blow up his house, they'll blow up his costume, and you'll have an excuse to not wear it till
1: the final episode. You'll have to go back to the black and, black and uh, the headband and you know, everything.
0: The, the Under Armour, yeah. Which everyone seemed to love the Under Armour costume.
1: Yeah, oh, God, there was a time there for when everyone was dressing up in it for the Halloween. I guess because it's easy.
0: That's why people love it. It's so cosplay accessible.
1: It is. It really is.
0: To which me and my tracksuit loving mind, I'm like, well, actually, in the comic, he was wearing a black tracksuit and a thing over his head, so it's technically not correct. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look,
0: Daredevil, look, next season, you can borrow my tracksuit. How about that? (laughs) It'll be huge on you, but you can wear it. (laughs) He's just stumbling around in a tracksuit that's too big trying to hit people. (laughs) Why are the pockets filled with Snickers? Because I like a snack. (laughs) Also, I expect those Snickers back, Daredevil. (laughs) I'll know if you've touched them. I've counted them. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's awesome that Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back for Daredevil Season 3. Regardless how you feel about Marvel, Netflix, and how it ultimately culminated in Defenders, no one can deny that Vincent D'Onofrio is one of the best goddamn things to come out of the Marvel shared
1: universe thing.
0: Oh, God, yeah, his character was amazing
1: in that first season.
0: Oh, yeah, like, so much to the point that he overshadowed Matt Murdock. It was hilarious. Yeah. He was so good. It's like, yeah, 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 Daredevil, you're cool and everything, but when's Kingpin going to be on screen?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and the way they did it in that show, they don't show him for a long, long time.
0: Oh yeah, they build, he they they make him like the freaking shark in Jaws. It's like you get just yeah. enough of him.
1: Yeah, everyone's talking about him, but you never see him.
0: Mm-hmm. Really good. I, I wonder too. It'll be interesting because, as I mentioned, like season one, it felt like Kingpin stole the show. Season two, it felt like the Punisher stole the show. Who's gonna steal the show from Matt Murdock in season three? <laughs>
1: or kingpin again or or whoever they get as the villain bullseye or something Mm.
0: that's right that would seem to be the trajectory it's like okay it's the third one cast the other big villain yeah hell they might blow everyone's mind and be like oh hey season three guess what typhoid mary
1: yeah Uh, yeah
0: we're going full superpowers we're doing a crazy x with split personalities and every split personality has a power how about that there we go That'd be good, too, because it would also kind of force Matt Murdock to confront his sex addiction uh, addiction thing and his weird relationship with all the women in his life, which is fitting because his mother is in that season. (laughs) Hey, hey, Foggy, do I have a problem with women? Do I have a weird hang-up thing? Yes, yes, you do. It's like you're constantly trying to replace the love your mother never gave you.
1: (laughs) It's kind of weird.
0: (laughs) I'm like that movie Shame starring Magneto. Yeah, yeah, you are. Oh no! That's that's the real villain of Daredevil season three: sex addiction. <laughs> He's got to conquer that, but he just can't beat it with his billy clubs. <laughs> Damn these abstract concepts! <laughs> hey, hey, Jess, how's your drinking problem going? I'm in a good place with it. <laughs> my pro- my drinking problem is only a problem for everyone else. It's fine for me. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the Daredevil news, everyone, and I thought that's ultimately pretty cool. Uh, Veering things back to DC for a second, uh, the Raid director, uh, obviously, of course, those really awesome Indonesian uh, martial arts movies, uh, apparently they're eyeing him for the potential Deathstroke movie, yet again, that may or may not be in continuity, because Deathstroke was supposed to be the villain for The Batman, in fact, they costume tested him before anything else... But then the actor, Joe Mantegna said that he didn't know if he was going to be in the movie anymore, but now he might be getting his own movie.
1: Yeah. Well, I think originally he was meant to be in Justice League, and that was sort of to set him up for the Batman film, Then that got pushed back and fucked over with all sorts of shit, and yeah, then he wasn't in the Batman film, and now he's... Getting his own film, though, it, in true in true DC fashion, they announce it long, long before it's even beginning production, yeah. and just to put it in in into that long list they have of movies in production or coming up into production. So until camera, until we get like an Instagram shot from the director yeah. on set with the camera in front of him ready to press the <laughs> button i will not believe it's happening
0: yeah same here man i would love to follow the text or email chain for this guy where it's like hey joe guess what we cast you as death stroke you're gonna be in justice like hey joe sorry uh you're not gonna be we've reshuffled you know a lot of stuff going on with the director right now we're getting weeding in. we're doing some stuff but hey you're still gonna be the villain in the batman though and in fact here, here look here's your costume we're gonna show it the internet's gonna love you're gonna break the internet Ah, yeah, so Affleck might, like, be out after Batman if he does it. We don't know. We've had to rewrite the script, like, twice now, and there's not really a place. But maybe you'll get your own movie, though. Anything can happen. <laughs> Just a roller yeah. coaster of emotions, I'm sure, for this poor man.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, can, I can't imagine. And I imagine this This is something like that was in maybe his deal or something. Right. Like, if, if one movie doesn't happen, he'll get to be in something else or something.
0: I, uh, I think Deathstroke is interesting enough to hold up his own movie, but you need a DC universe around him, though. You just can't plop him down.
1: Yeah, and they're, they're going to run into the problem where the general audience who doesn't watch anything is going to say, hey, why why is Deadshot white now?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, hey, isn't this the Arrow guy? Isn't he the Arrow villain? No, he's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, or they're going to say, that. yeah, where's Manu Bennett?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, which... God Ezra Miller, I'm sure will be having the same problem too. Oh God, yeah. See, they should team that up. That should be a Flash Deathstroke movie, and it should be the Hey, we're not the guys you know and like from TV. <laughs> but yes, yeah. for an hour twenty, and we'll try and make you like us.
1: Yeah, and the the, the problem they run into as well is like, how they're going to make it? They're obviously going to make it really violent, but how are they going to separate him as a villain compared to like? Like, as we said before, Batman who uses guns, a Superman who kills people, like...
0: <laughs> when everyone else is so violent already, how do you top that? Yeah, exactly. Again, I, I really don't know how you do that. I mean, I guess you could do the Christopher Priest thing and just show him as a shitty dad, like, make it a weird, like, family drama story. But you can do that story in, like, 20 in like 20 minutes, what what do you do for the rest of the movie? I, I don't know if I want to watch a whole Deathstroke movie that's basically just his origin as Slade Wilson. I mean, he's not really Deathstroke until he puts on the mask, until his kid's throat uh, gets slit and everything.
1: Yeah, and the, the problem with that is as well, people will say, oh, this is just like shot story and suicide's mm-hmm. spoke with his daughter and mm-hmm. their family and everything.
0: Just slightly different, yeah, I mean... yeah. It's kind of a no-win scenario, and then it's like, okay, so well, who's he going to fight in the movie, though? I mean, Deathstroke doesn't really have a lot of villains, per se, and I mean, you can't set him up against the Teen Titans, his most interesting adversaries, because you haven't created any of those characters
1: yet. No. I, w- what you do is you just make it like, a, like an action film. He's got to kill a certain number of people, um, like targets. He's got a bunch of targets he needs to kill for, I don't know, someone, Amanda Waller or something.
0: I, i'm sure deathstroke plus taken is on a whiteboard somewhere as well
1: yeah or or, or, or some dc exec just saw the raid 2 and said can we put that guy in like a, a deathstroke costume and then that's it not <laughs> which, even change anything
0: <laughs> which honestly i would be fine with that because the raid 2 is fucking amazing
1: it is it's a really
0: good film again if you've never seen the raid Two, everybody search the raid Two kitchen fight it's probably oh. one of the best most nerve-wracking fight scenes i've ever seen in anything
1: and it's not shot like a, a, a generic action film no. you can't see anything you can see everything
0: it is one of the most impressively shot action movies i've ever seen it's funny that one came out the same year as john wick and everyone was losing their mind about like oh the action john wick it's so cool and inventive and amazing i'm like yeah it is but it's no The Raid too, though. Oh. It, it, the, oh, John Wick, it's the best American action movie made this year. Maybe one of the best American action movies made in a long time. It's yo the to fucking Raid, man. <laughs> did, did you see? Dude, he, he fought a dude with hammers. He fought a guy with a baseball bat. Dude, they were fighting in cars. He fought the whole city. <laughs> L- like, literally, like people always make that joke and you see that meme where it's like, well, what if anime was real? The Raid is what if anime was real?
1: <laughs> yeah the rate of what if if some fighting anime was real
0: (laughs) again the only thing they don't do is shoot fire from their fist but if they make a third one that's probably what's gonna happen (laughs) and it ramps up the insanity so perfectly that if like when the raid three started and it's like oh hey i can control my chi and do energy blast now i'd be like this makes sense
1: yeah, the, this the, this this guy's been through a lot. He, he he could do that. He
0: he fought an entire city in raid two. For raid three, he can really only fight monsters and demons. Is the next thing. That's really <laughs> the only thing that can happen.
1: He's going to invade another country and and oh, take it over by himself.
0: Dude, the raid worldwide raid three. He fights literal other countries. <laughs> Just a one man fighting machine. God, man. See, now I really hope they do cast that actor. Uh, what is it in uh, in Deathstroke? It's like, cause his backstory is like that of a comic character. He, it's like he was a trucker who became a bare knuckle boxing champ, and then the <laughs> director, I think his name is Gareth Edwards, found yep. him. And it's like, dude, I should totally put you in a movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he put him in all these movies.
0: Yeah, you you like kick all the ass. I need to put you in something. <laughs> and indeed, he proceeded to kick all of the ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if they if they hire that guy again and make him a villain that would in be, the film.
0: That'd be fine by me.
1: Yeah, well, I, I say villain, but really, it's just another shitbag.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, in Deathstroke, it's it's really, it's shades of black and gray is all it is. It's like, well, you're slightly more evil than Deathstroke just because he was the one who got paid to kill you. Yeah. yeah. And hey, speaking of villains and speaking of shitbags, uh, famous character actor Ben Mendelsohn is apparently in talks for Captain Marvel to take the big main villain role.
1: I'd be okay with that.
0: I'd be fine with that too and because we're dealing with scrolls, I wonder could they get super scroll or is that still tied up in a uh, fantastic fours a uh, whole dealy?
1: I think that's probably tied up and he's probably going to play like a um like a commander right. of the scroll army or something
0: cuz the way I read it, it's they can't have any of the super scrolls who have already been created, but I think if they were smart there's a little loophole where it's like well what What if we create our own brand new Super scroll?
1: Okay, then we'll, if they could do that, then yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
0: Because there's been multiple Super scrolls to have the title. I wonder if they could get, like, really interesting with that and be like, oh, it's a legacy character. We just created our own.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they could probably do that.
0: I think that would be really cool and I'd be fine with Ben Mendelsohn all (laughs) painted green and shit and transforming into cool stuff.
1: yeah chewing up scenery
0: that'd be fine but maybe they'll make him like the scroll emperor i could see that yeah something like he's
1: rolling Rogue one
0: yeah oh yeah that'd be fine too yeah this is good yeah actually hey speaking of his character in rogue one they referenced him in rebels this week
1: they did too
0: i loved that line so much and also uh what is it they brought uh saw guerrera back which means they brought forest Whitaker back this week
1: yeah, he he's such a good character.
0: He really is, man. Just he he's it's like why don't you do more animation Forrest Whitaker? You have the perfect voice for it.
1: Yeah, well, he's a, he's a big actor, so I guess.
0: But that's kind of amazing, too It's like shit, they got an A-list actor to be in this cartoon to honor his Star Wars agreement.
1: Yeah. Lots of lots of like people who have been in the Star Wars films have been in the the animated series in Clone Wars. Liam Neeson came back as Qui-Gon Jinn. Impressive. Um they got who else did they get? They They got someone else, I can't remember who it was, but it was someone else from the films.
0: I wonder if there's a thing in their contract where it's like, if you become this character, you have to honor it at every turn or something. (laughs) Maybe. That's the price you pay for becoming part of the Star Wars cinematic universe.
1: You have to voice your character in a Kinect game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they have tiered contracts where it's like, look, I'll come in for anything that's directly connected, but no video games, no like friggin' talking dolls or anything, I ain't doing that shit. (laughs) <laughs> get get Troy Baker or Nolan North. I'm sure they'll do my voice perfectly.
1: Yeah, they, they probably would.
0: They probably would. It's just like, okay, Troy, here's who you're mimicking today. All right, I got it. <laughs> and that's why he earns the big bucks. <laughs> In an industry where technically you don't earn all that much because you don't get residuals. No. There was a great, uh, I think it was like a New York Times article where they interviewed one of my internet crushes Ashley Birch, who just won an Emmy recently for her voice work and like she broke it down and it's like yeah this is this is how kind of shitty the industry is actually you got to work sick you got to work through all this you don't get hazard pay you don't get residuals you don't get anything that other actors
1: get Yeah yeah it sounds like a really shitty deal It sounds but the, a lot like, of the people do it because they love it
0: Exactly and that's probably one of the worst and best industries to be in where it's like I do it cuz I love it
1: yeah. Well, the thing is, if if you do it because you like, oftentimes you'll get more work from it because you'll just true. you'll come in and just do the work.
0: And also, true, it's like you know, most working voice actors don't do just video games or just cartoons. They do like everything.
1: Oh yeah, everything.
0: What was it? Uh, David Kay, who I talked to, who's a Canadian guy. He's done a shitload of anime. He's Clank from Ratchet and Clank. He was telling me one time when I interviewed him many many years ago back for Comic Book Cast in an interview that I don't think ever went up, uh, he said, uh, what is it, the, the real trick to this industry is you want to get really good doing celebrity impressions and, like, celebrity impersonations, so when that celebrity doesn't want to come back for, like, uh, uh, A&R, when they don't want to come back to, like, fix fuck-ups and everything, yeah. they'll, they'll hire you to come in and fix their fuck-ups. <laughs> like, David Kay, if you've ever listened to his stuff, he does an amazing Christopher Lee impression. Yeah, like pitch perfect, and he's like, "Oh, Lee is one of those actors. He'll only do it once. And yeah, if anything's wrong, they pay me to come in and fix it in post to try and sound like him."
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I saw the the other day. I saw they did an episode of Justice League action, and mm-hmm. I don't know whether you saw it. That with Mark Hamill. Yes. And they had they had the Joker voiced by Mark Hamill yep. teaming up with the Trickster voiced by Mark oh, okay, Hamill okay. kidnapping Mark Hamill the played real, by Mark it. Hamill. Yep. being saved by swamp thing who was voiced by mark hamill
0: that was amazing that was like part of their like little short series they have but yeah. that was excellent i'm like man i wish this was a full 22 minutes but i think it might have get grading after 22 minutes this is just <laughs> as long as it needed to be yeah it was great it was it, so good it shows what a talented dude he is and swamp thing even makes a little inside baseball joke at the end because mark hamill saves himself by doing impressions of the joker and the trickster And Swamp Thing says, ah, you see, you only thought Mark Hamill was a great dramatic actor. Little did you know, he's actually a very talented voice actor. And the Joker, what's voice acting? (laughs) See, the only person they were missing from that is they didn't work in Solomon Grundy. Because people forget Mark Hamill also voiced Solomon Grundy in Justice League.
1: Yeah, they could probably have done that.
0: Then it would have been all four. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, that was really impressive. That was really clever. I'm like, they need to do more things like this. Yeah. C- can Batman run into Kevin Conroy at some point? I'd really <laughs> like that, that he needs Conroy's help to solve a case. <laughs> Actually, you could do like a whole updated version of Beware the Grey Ghost, only you change it around a little bit, and instead of Adam West, it's Kevin Conroy.
1: Well, you can get Adam West now anyway, so...
0: Yeah, that's true, exactly. That's why if they ever do another Grey Ghost bit, I think Kevin Conroy should voice the Grey Ghost as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's some good stuff. Uh, from there to something that isn't so nice, but it's something I figured we could talk about because it kind of goes both ways, and I kind of picked these two stories because they kind of line up in an interesting way. Uh, IMAX put out a statement this week saying they regret putting in humans in theaters.
1: And I don't think anyone disagrees with them ow. i don't think i don't even think like jeff lobe or any people at marvel agree with no, agree with them
0: no, no no one at marvel had a rebuttal to this which is like <laughs> that's ouch that's like i feel bad for the actors involved in like the craft service people and the seamstress people where it's like ow everyone regrets us
1: I feel bad for the X's because they they are really good actors. Yeah. I know that, and the guy playing Black Bolt is a really good actor, yeah. and he's really good in the show when he, when he appears, if he appears.
0: Yeah, he's he's actually putting work in there. Like he he wants to be Black Bolt and other stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, I, again, I skimmed the article, but there was a lot of words, like a lot of, like, corporate speak, where they're like, oh, we we, we greatly uh, misinterpreted uh, shifting trends in, uh, in, in the youth market, in the film market. We will be more conservative in the future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which they're basically like, yeah, we fucked up. We thought this one would be good. We saw Marvel and assumed it was a home run. It wasn't.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And like other stuff where it's like next time we will, we will offer more research into the, oh, oh, so you weren't paying attention is what you were saying.
1: It didn't seem like it because when, when I watched those first two episodes, I'm like, like IMAX paid for these. These don't look good. These look like just normal TV show episodes.
0: I'm sure they're like, yeah, yeah, we greatly misinterpreted uh, shifting genre tones. And also uh, where did all our money go?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Where did it go?
0: Where did our money go, Scott Buck? Because we don't see it on screen. <laughs> it looks like you took our money and went to Hawaii. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> that, that's, I'm convinced that's what it was. It was convincing. Scott Buck wanted to go to Hawaii, and he said, Oh, we'll shoot Inhumans there, and it'll be good, and it'll look good. <laughs>
0: Okay, look, we're, we're looking over the expense report for the filming of Inhumans. Uh, Two million dollars on bar tabs. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Four million to candy. That's candy spelt with an I, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I would love to see the expense reports from Inhumans. Again, where did all this money go? Yeah oh that's that's sad that's just unfortunate that's really god damn it and also just i know we mentioned this before in our tv episode but jesus christ scott buck you gave marvel their first two black eyes in iron fist and uh now in humans
1: well i yeah i know he's definitely not coming back
0: no, no 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 he he ain't coming back for nothing
1: and if he does i know the internet's just gonna throw a shit fit until they hire someone else
0: <laughs> i would yeah yeah, hey, I didn't watch the show this week, but didn't they kill Gorgon this week? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so it's stupid on top of everything else. It's bad and
1: it's dumb. And they killed him. Yeah, they killed him in a really stupid way as well. I'm never like just watch some it. just some get- like like prefab roof fell on him after like really? this guy who has like a faceplate that if he moves it it shoots like a blast out was gonna like blow up the building with everyone in it and he like (laughs) they were tying him up and he somehow got his hands out i have no idea how they weren't paying attention to what he was doing and brought the roof down on him, and it killed quote-unquote him
0: so like the toughest inhuman like the wolverine of the human inhumans gets taken out by a fucking roof
1: yeah yeah and it was kind of his own doing as well because he did like the um stomp thing he does and like like destroyed everything so I'm like, why did you do that? Why didn't you just kill the guy? I uh,
0: I must have missed that issue right there where the Inhumans fight their deadliest foe, prefab Roof Man.
1: Yeah, yeah it's his deadliest, the worst Inhuman ever.
0: I mean, hey, like some Inhumans get some really lame powers out of the deal, like, oh God, I'm a roof.
1: <laughs> they still haven't gotten back to the like a couple of episodes ago. They they alluded to the fact that um, Maximus was going to be going through Terra Genesis, and then, like, these last two episodes, like, nothing's been referenced about that. Like, it's like they forgot, like, oh, yeah, he, he went through Terra Genesis to, Because the episode literally ends with him about to go step into that weird fate box thing.
0: <laughs> that's, uh, that's Maximus's other power. He's not Maximus the Mad, he's Maximus the Absent-Minded
1: everyone in the show forget... People forget they have powers and have to be told that they have powers.
0: Hey, use those powers you have. You know that thing you do? <laughs> Dude, if I had powers, I'd never forget. I'd be doing it all the goddamn time. <laughs> be doing it all over the freaking place. I won't care. Won't care for nothing. <laughs> uh, oh, oh man, speaking of superhero TV, I gotta make reference to that. Uh, did, uh, did you see Flash this week? I'm gonna assume you did. Yeah. Uh, what is it? That villain uh uh havoc who they had in there uh she uh the actress who plays her her name is Sugar Lynn beard and she uh used to host a canadian's kid show here in canada on ytv she was like you know how like on mtv and stuff they have the vjs who play videos yeah she was like that but for cartoons <laughs> okay then. and it blew my fucking mind to see her in Flash I was sitting there for 15 minutes and I'm like who, who is this high voiced screechy woman and why is she so <laughs> familiar to me <laughs> it drove me insane for like the first 15 minutes and then I'm like is that is that sugar from the zone oh my god it's sugar from the zone and then like all the lights started going off in my head and I'm like yes of course Uh, what is it the show was filmed in Vancouver so of course they yeah. grabbed a Canadian actor
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's from Vancouver, so yeah, it would be all Canadian crew and cast and whatnot.
0: Of course, like that just blew me away so hard. I'm like, man, what a, what a freaking mind blower. And I know I'm not the only one who had their mind blown by that as well. I'm sure <laughs> everyone in my age was like, that's that's the girl, that's the one.
1: Yeah, and Harry returned as well because we can't stay without a Harry no. Wells.
0: No, you really can't. As I've mentioned before, he is the like missing ingredient on that show almost to the point where uh cisco says what did you just come over here to be like sour and salty and i'm like yeah that's his thing that's what he does
1: yeah that's Earth 2's thing
0: that's what he adds to the show man you need oh man the breakup box how funny was that (laughs) oh you you don't have breakup boxes here on this
1: (laughs) yeah stupid atlantean plastic
0: (laughs) i i I love that they imply like so much other crazy shit that exists in earth Two that we've never seen
1: Yeah, some, some like, proper shit. Mm-hmm. Proper good stuff.
0: And saying, too, that Jesse Quick has her own team. Now I'm like, really? Are, are they Titans? What are they?
1: Yeah, yeah. Never never find out what they are, what they are, except they don't like Harry.
0: Because I'm old, damn team of millennials, <laughs> killing more industries and kicking me out of my own earth. <laughs> oh, wow, you really are a sour old man there. But, yeah, I, I thought that was actually really funny. And a pretty light-hearted, well-constructed episode where it's like, how do you fight a villain you can't punch?
1: I liked the villain. I really liked the villain.
0: I like her a lot.
1: Because fu- she wasn't technically a villain.
0: No, no, she really wasn't. She was a little greedy, but no, she wasn't like a take-over-the-world kind of villain. Yeah. And also, it gives like the thinker some more interesting stuff too. To be like, oh, I'm just setting up these scenarios to try and test these metahumans and to try and test the Flash for my own weird goals. Yeah, setting
1: up to test the audiences to what they respond to.
0: Yeah, really. That's <laughs> that's the thinker's great thing. Ah, yes. Finally, I have created my most deadly device, the Nielsen box. <laughs> <laughs> where I will gather ratings and focus test the audience. Do you you like these things? Would you like to see more of these things? (laughs) Also, how funny is it, too, Joe's house almost kills him due to bad luck.
1: Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: The house turns into a horror movie. I'm like, is is the fucking house going to kill him? I think it might. (laughs) Oh, no, murder house also too, Joe's new girlfriend, have you noticed she is tiny, she is very short
1: either, yeah, either she's very very short or everyone else is just really really tall like
0: like she was wearing like six six inch heels next to Jesse L. Martin like oh my god, she's wearing uh, heeled shoes and she still only maybe comes up to his waist, that's amazing (laughs) Maybe, maybe he's just a giant Jesse L. Martin, I don't know
1: yeah i
0: don't know maybe they gotta do the trick photography to make him look the same height (laughs) as everyone else
1: he's standing behind everyone like (laughs) like how they do the hover thing yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. trick (laughs) photography this is the new lore i'm going with now detective joe west is actually a giant (laughs) he's actually massive but yeah, so that was a little TV talk there. I hope you all appreciate it. Our next story, very much in the same vein as the IMAX regretting in Inhumans. Uh, we got a bunch of uh, different stories coming out here. Apparently both Ben Affleck and Warner Brothers Top Brass admitted in interviews from the last couple weeks saying Batman v Superman complaints were warranted.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they finally realized that.
0: Jeez, all, all it took for you was to have another movie to come out. It's almost like you're trying to like patch things up with the fans who didn't like it. It's almost like you're like, look, we're sorry about Batman v Superman, baby. It'll never happen again. We know how wrong we were. <laughs> well
1: did you see as well, like they um a bunch of stuff with Batman v Superman happened this week. Apparently they've the digital version they've like recolored it or something. Oh, really? Like, um, I, I, saw it on on Twitter. I don't know whether it was someone who was doing it, or because, but they said the digital copy of it, right. uh, the, And they had like screens where it, it had like the original, and then like the new uncolored um, copy, and like the, they had the 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 nightmare scene, and all the explosions were like red, like how the sky in Justice League is red, and all that sort of stuff, and that you could actually see things clearly. Everything actually didn't look washed out or anything. Interesting. So I wonder if that was like them sort of going back and like, no, it's not dark and, and foreboding.
0: If uh, if that's an official thing, that's a very interesting bit of revisionist history they're trying to do.
1: That's some George Lucas shit.
0: That feels very George Lucas. And what was it what was another story that came out there where it's like uh yeah, like Top Brass at Warner Brothers disagreed with Zack Snyder's vision but didn't say anything about it?
1: Yeah, that that sounds better. Right. I know um Jeff Johns didn't necessarily agree with what he was doing with superman through man of steel and batman be superman
0: and that's another like just ouch ouch thing like why why, why didn't you say it then why did you wait now <laughs> to where he had to leave the movie under such tragic circumstances now it just feels like you're kicking him while he's down <laughs> I, I didn't like the movie either but still
1: Another thing as well, they've actually retconned uh, Wonder Woman's role in Batman v Superman.
0: Oh, yes, that's right. Because, you know, it's like she had no faith in humanity, but apparently she did at the end of her own movie. What happened?
1: Yeah, so they've kind of... You could tell that that, that movie was written after mm. Batman v Superman was, was in production and everything. Because they didn't know how it was going to play. So now they're re- this early on retconning stuff. That's pretty bad.
0: We also don't want to wreck Wonder Woman. We want to make sure people continue to like her because she's the one that everyone genuinely likes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that that also begs the question, like, If they're going to retcon that, what else are they going to retcon? Meh. What indeed?
0: What indeed? But hey, we'll we'll find out soon enough. That comes out next month, which is hard to believe that it's coming out seemingly so soon. I know. I
1: very very soon. Yeah. Shocker. Uh, did
0: I have anything else I wanted us to cover this week? No, no, that's uh, that's about it for news. I guess we can hop on into what we read this week. It was admittedly a pretty light week, but I enjoyed most of what I read, which
1: is always good. Yeah, it, it was a pretty good week. It was pretty solid week as well. I haven't read a, a bad comic yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've liked pretty much everything I've read also. Uh, would you like to go first, or did you go last week?
1: Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I think you went first last week. Okay. Uh, I read Action Comics 990. Joel can't see, but I'm actually holding up the physical copy oh, of it. Oh,
0: nice, nice. Yes, uh, what is there? More more in the ongoing battle of Jorel, Mr. Oz, and everything else.
1: Yeah, now, I actually thought this was the final issue in it, but there's one more part. So mm-hmm. It's a five-issue series, and th- this one was the one that sort of dealt with, like, the the effects of what's happening on the family.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And And especially like J- jonathan ken who um is kind of i kind of like what he had what happened with manchester black he's being manipulated
0: He's been and- forced to question uh what is the the ideology that's been instilled in him by his father but i like Jorel finds another angle to it and he's like look i just don't think humanity sucks ass because they do i think your father can't save everyone because of what i know is coming next
1: yeah, yeah, he kind of very, very much alludes to Doomsday Clock.
0: Oh, yeah, like, super. Like, he, if there was a sign that said Doomsday Clock, he'd be pointing to it. Because <laughs> that, that's coming, and I don't want you all to die.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't know why he can't just say what's coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess they want to have a little bit of mystery in there. I guess they don't want to have both the Jor-El reveal and, like, oh, yeah, Dr. Manhattan's a thing, too, all in the same pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 very interesting, and he shows John his totally not planet of New Krypton that he wants everyone to move to.
1: Yeah, it's like some New Earth sort of thing. We don't exactly know where it is. We know it's not in this reality because he mentions this reality is going to get destroyed. Well, so it's it's outside of reality.
0: He made it seem like it's not even created yet. Like this, the, the this is my proof of yeah. concept for a planet I'm going <laughs> to make. You you need to help Kickstarter. Can you help me use the <laughs> internet, John?
1: Yeah, can we can we kickstart it? If people don't, if people don't like fund it, we'll, we'll gas Metropolis.
0: <laughs> can people can people put some money in my GoFundMe account for this new planet?
1: <laughs> yeah, please subscribe to our Patreon.
0: <laughs> GoFundPlanetBliss. <laughs> it's a new thing we're gonna do. Oh God, that's. That's almost as funny as like you hear like that flat earth rapper who had a Kickstarter to be like, yo, I'm going to make a satellite and I'm going to send it up into space so we'll finally know the truth about the earth. <laughs> and people actually gave him like $5,000 and I'm like, that's fucked up.
1: I, I would give him money just to, just to see his face like when the satellite's up there and it zooms out and the earth is around just to see what would happen.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> no, nah, man, I don't believe it. <laughs> Now, I mean, you can't trust all those nasa satellites they lie <laughs> <laughs> i will build my own satellite out of duct tape and tinfoil and then we'll know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah action comics continues to be really cool in fact it's probably the most happening superman book right now
1: it is it was really cool especially like the parts of like clark um uh, mediating that little meeting between mm-hmm. the two the rebels and the, and the um the yeah. warlord. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I it's, it thought was that a, was pretty good. It was a very Superman thing. It reminded me very much of like Superman grabs Hitler and Mussolini and takes them to the UN.
1: Yeah, and th- and, then he, and then he follows it up with, like, a Superman 4 quest for peace thing where he takes all their weapons and burns them all. Yeah,
0: that's pretty funny. It's great, too, where it's like, you know, what's stopping you two from seeing eye to eye? And the warlord's like, oh, they're dirty, unclean peasants. And, you know, the uh, rebel leader is like, oh, he's a horrible fat cat, you know, who's hoarding all the resources. And Superman's like, you two find out how to work out with each other or else <laughs> say, help me God, I'm coming back.
1: yeah and now that if you're gonna fight you're gonna have to fight with sticks and stones because you've got no guns
0: yeah really it's it's very much like what i like about superman where it's like oh he's the only adult in a world full of children and this is like a parent's (laughs) tough love moment is what this is it it really is yeah yeah no don't make me come back now
1: you two (laughs) no
0: more chemical weapons for you i'm taking your chemical weapons away (laughs) (laughs)
1: also they they do a really good job of explaining why the league can't help him either yes
0: i like that quite a bit that said that this mr oz thing is so huge he had to call in the league and the superman family and everything and they're all off busy diffusing other crises
1: yeah and they don't mention batman because batman's busy in detective comics this week. yes
0: yes which actually detective comics is great because we see a news footage in detective yep. comics that alludes to what's happening in action I'm like oh that's so good connective tissue
1: yeah it gives you a, an idea of when these take place with one another
0: yeah i think that's really smart and that's really well done and i'm glad tynan and abnett could have talked to each other on this one yeah really well done so yeah action good stuff thumbs up from both of us Yep. Uh what else do we have this week? I mean, well, we alluded to Detective, so I might as well talk about Detective, the continuation of Evil Tim Drake of the Future trying to take down the Bat Family in his own weird
1: way. Yeah, Tim that that doesn't really appear all that much this issue. He's busy seeing stephanie and alfred and whatnot
0: which i love that it makes him such a complicated villain where it's like the bat family are so ready for him to attack they get ready for an attack but the attack never comes because he's busy reminiscing and seeing old faces that he hasn't seen in forever
1: and that's what batman said he would do it's like if you were was uh, came from another earth that was full of darkness and despair and you came to a place where that didn't happen that every everyone you love is still around you would want to revel in that a little bit as well yeah
0: great great scene for alfred too who doesn't meet this guy as a villain he actually hugs him and everything and evil tim asks him for advice yeah yeah and his motivation is so compelling and interesting too where it's like you know this this batman mantle is killing me i would do anything to free myself of it but to do it i might have to do something really terrible
1: yeah like kill batwoman yeah but it seems like
0: Yeah, which is such an interesting idea, too, and when I talk about Nightwing the New Order this week, there's actually a little bit of connective tissue between those ones as well.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, there is, too.
0: Which is really interesting, too. I get the feeling Tynan and Higgins talk to each other on that one as well. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, just just a really well done story, and they really build up Evil Tim as a suitable bad guy to be like, look, you know, in my Earth you're all dead, but I spent about 15 solid years running simulations so I could learn to take you all down if I needed to.
1: Yeah, I, I like when uh, I think it's I think it's Dick jason and damien come to face him and he's like you you, you never measured up to be batman you, you all sucked
0: yeah you all sucked you know as heavy as my head that wears this cowl and i'm like wow you know spent 15 years practicing simulations to fight people who are already dead wow it seems if nothing else tim inherited batman's weird obsessive compulsive be prepared for anything streak yeah
1: yeah and that coupled with like tim being basically smarter than batman yeah he
0: becomes a really yeah. terrifying combatant, and then really, if that wasn't enough like, already I'm loving the story then they take it to the next level and be like oh, what did I do? I uploaded Brother Eye to the Bat Computer
1: yeah, Jesus Christ
0: and I'm just, it's funny, when everyone saw that, it's like, hey Joel when Brother Eye showed up again, did you have horrible, like, non-flashbacks to Future's End? <laughs> <laughs> No, because this was good and I was enjoying. it.
1: Yeah, this was a good story. Yeah,
0: don't don't bring future's end into this. <laughs> Never bring future's end into anything. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that one was rocking, both detective and action, are in the middle of probably two of the best stories they've told
1: since. This yeah, story. in a long time.
0: Yeah, since this DC Rebirth era, they're telling some of their best stories. If you for some reason if you haven't been reading action and detective, get on that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: They are, they are top of the heap, top of the pile. Yeah. Uh, what else did you have, Matt?
1: Um, well, I talked about it just a little bit before. DC House of Horror issue one.
0: Yes, their special Halloween anthology that they did. I actually missed this one.
1: Yeah, this this was really cool. This is a Halloween anthology, but it was also like an Elseworlds anthology mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, bunch bunch of different stories with. And <laughs> I took some issue with like certain places that I'm not going to mention, saying that they didn't take uh, advantage of using like horror-based characters, and I'm glad they didn't because that would been too obvious. Mm-hmm. Like this one, they had stories. They had a story with Superman which sees Martha Kent take the spotlight and have to fight an alien demon alien with a red cape oh. um, after it kills Jonathan Kent.
0: Um, wow, killing yeah. children, strong start.
1: Yeah, um, that was a really cool And They had a really cool Wonder Woman one where the Wonder Woman asset, the Amazonian, has possessed a girl and making her kill people. Oh. Um, they, I, I kind of read the Green Arrow one And the Green Arrow one seemed really cool. He was, like, some crazy archer. He was, like... He'd, like, kidnap Dinah Lance and put her in a cage and stuff. And it's kind of crazy. (laughs) Yeah. The the Harvey Dent one was pretty fucked up. He's, like, a serial killer who cuts people's faces off. um, To show show their true faces. They all wear masks and stuff like that. And at the end... during while he's doing this, the city's being attacked by, like, some giant monster, and it, like, burns half his face off, and it becomes Two-Face.
0: <laughs> okay, so you, now, now you're selling me on this. This one sounds wonderfully weird if I got to get some Halloween reading in.
1: It, it really, they didn't water it down at all. It, I'm actually very surprised, and I think a lot of people were as well, because it's, like, like, scenes of, like, Harvey Dent carving a kid's face off, and, like, like a, a little demon kid. Blasting Martha Kent's face off and Jeez. all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal.
0: I'll I'll check that out and then I'll also get like Hack Slash Resurrection that I missed from this week. Nice. So yeah, Hack slash came back. Although I don't think Tim Seeley was writing it, so I'm like, oh, well, it's his baby if he's not yeah. writing it.
1: <laughs> the, the the funny thing as well um, about this horror thing, it, it was I think it's they were written by like the the people in that DC workshop thing, like oh, the new writers.
0: Right. They did I the think... Christmas one last year.
1: Yeah, I think they did this one, but everything was scripted by the guy who wrote Future's End. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, fuck. Well, Future's End had like a million writers on it, so I mean...
1: Yeah, uh, what was his name? Keith Giffen.
0: Yes, Geffen. Yeah. Yeah. Geffen, who is not a bad writer. Heck, he was the guy who gave us Blue Beetle. I mean, I don't think anyone... Or gave us the Blue Beetle that everyone likes. (laughs) But I mean, I don't think anyone could do anything with the shit show that was futures End with a hundred writers <laughs> and no interest and no end to incite
1: no 52 issues jesus christ yeah,
0: i can't believe i read every single one <laughs> god fucking damn it and just the characters that they're like okay well look but maybe we'll just introduce a character here who might be big later they introduced like two british twins called banger and mash get it <laughs> And, like, they had, like, two pages dedicated to themselves. and like, oh, we're never going to see these characters again. And we never did.
1: We never did. They, they died.
0: They di- Everyone died in a future that may or may not happen. It's amazing, too, because, like, Future's End was, like, so pointless. Like, as soon as it was over, it's like, hey, what would happen if the Earth 2 characters, like, joined the main universe? Oh, you don't like that? Yeah. Okay, then it never happened, then. Yeah, and their
1: world gets destroyed.
0: Yeah, and their world gets destroyed, and they continue in their own book until they don't anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I guess with uh, three DC ones in a row, I should do a Marvel one. Uh, oh, I read the second issue of Despicable Deadpool this week.
1: I, I'm behind on this, but I I did read this issue.
0: You could you could totally start for because I know people were asking me in the comment section. Don't let that big 288 number thing scare you. You could easily start at 287. This is a new arc, and they're making it very new reader friendly.
1: Awesome. So he's back to being a villain.
0: He he's super a kind of. It, yeah. it's funny it, like this is what it really came to me in this issue is that like wow we're two issues in really the hero is Cable it's all about Cable he's trying to like actually get stuff done and save people Deadpool just doesn't give a shit anymore
1: No, nah, no. Nah.
0: in fact like Cable very nicely tries to save uh, all the time cops who have him locked up after Deadpool tried to kill him the first time and he's like yeah. look you gotta let me out of here you gotta arm me cause Deadpool will not stop when he gets here and indeed he doesn't
1: yeah, and it, as well it, it's not just something like a character just changing on a dime because of Marvel Legacy they mm-hmm. actually had a build up to to why it happened like he got so fucked over with Secret Empire and everyone fucking him over that he said yeah. screw it I'm he going just, back to being a villain
0: yeah he just doesn't care anymore although it's, but I think Legacy or no Legacy I think this is the story they were going to tell anyway I just think Deadpool is in that sweet spot where it lines up perfectly yeah yeah Where it's like, hey, we were going to do a big change of status quo anyway after Secret Empire, so let's just slap Despicable on there and call it a day.
1: Yeah. Now, I wonder if he'll become funnier again once the movie comes out.
0: Yeah, because he's been decidedly very unfunny for the last couple issues. Like, funny things have happened, but he hasn't been funny.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The, the standout moment is, of course, because Deadpool, to travel through time, he stole Cable's robot arm. And Cable's like, mm-hmm. you dumbass, you really don't think I put, like, safety things in place in case the arm ever got taken off me? So he says, like, the magic uh, trigger word, and then the arm just starts punching the shit out of Deadpool <laughs> while it's attached to him.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny.
0: That's good. I'm like, alright, you know, in an issue that's ultimately been pretty dark and depressing, that's a funny joke. yeah. yeah. I wonder, too, if moving forward, I think, you know, the trajectory for this story is, well, they gotta team up, right, to fight Strife, because he's, like, the real villain behind all this.
1: Yeah, yeah, as hinted at in his
0: Secret Empire Titans. Yeah, although maybe they won't, though, because, like, Strife gave him a list of three names, and the first one was mm. Cable. I really want to know, who are the other two names on that list? Who does Strife hate more than Cable?
1: Yeah, I don't, hmm, I don't
0: know. Also, too, at some point, Agent Preston's got to come back because Agent Preston didn't die. She just got, like, deactivated and cut up into a bunch of pieces. Eventually, someone will reassemble those pieces.
1: Yeah, yeah, someone will find her and stuff. And as well as, like, we still got to find out about the mystery of Coulson as well, like, what exactly happened there.
0: Yeah, for real. Well, I mean, seemingly he's dead, but, I mean, he's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and there's a bunch of stuff they could do. Yeah, yeah. It would be funny to see Coulson come back, maybe in time for the new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, to be like, look, S.H.I.E.L.D. fell apart, but I'm starting my own S.H.I.E.L.D.-like group now. That'd be pretty cool. And oh look, I cast all your favorite people from the show. (laughs) They all survived. They all survived, and we're going to live in the Deadpool book now. (laughs) It would actually be really interesting to see Preston come back and come together and be like, no, now I'm going to hunt my friend Deadpool.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
0: I want to see him brought to justice for all the crimes he committed. That would actually be pretty interesting. Yeah. I could totally see it going in that direction. So, yeah, that's that's Despicable Deadpool, everyone. It's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty cool series.
0: It's a pretty cool series. I like what's going on there. Uh, what else did you have, Matt?
1: Uh, I'll look at my list here. Um, I didn't re- really read a lot of uh, Marvel books this week, so... Virginia. No, um, I had all new Wolverine issue 26.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. What's happening in the world of Wolverine?
1: Yeah, so we've been getting these new villains over the last two issues called the Orphans of X. And we don't exactly know who they are because they haven't really had much time in the books yet. But we know they are related to Sarah Kinney, Laura's mother. Hmm, uh, who, who who returned last issue. Um, apparently she, she survived her, her death, and they, these orphans of X have been keeping her alive to find out ways to try and kill Laura. And one of the ways they find out is obviously the Muramasa blade. Ah, of course. Yeah, and that, that becomes sort of like a big thing, and obviously because Darken is involved.
0: Yes, yes, um, that's
1: right. Darken got kidnapped by the by this cult, and he, he escapes this issue, and he's he's missing one arm, <laughs> and so he's driving around escaping them. And, and we learned that the the cult is using Sarah as like a Trojan horse. They mm-hmm. they can like see through her eyes, like, and she's with Laura and all the other ones, so they know where they are and everything. And we don't exactly know what their plan is though, because they keep disappearing. Mm-hmm. Like when when they approach Laura, they disappear when dark and runs to Laura and everything he, he says people following him but no one's following him hmm. makes him look crazy and everything and, which yeah. he basically already was yeah 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 um, so yeah it's, it's pretty cool book because it's bringing back all like their family members and stuff and uh, Gabby has some pretty cool stuff because Sarah's technically her mother
0: that's right
1: because she's a clone of Laura yeah, so of she's like we're going to have some intense mother daughter sessions <laughs> and, and for all the times that I didn't have a mother and everything so that was oh. pretty cool um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. That especially with the Muramasa place since they've been building that up, because obviously Duck and Fort Logan with it, and also yeah. his claws were made out of it at one point, and everything. So yeah,
0: a lot, of, a lot of history there. That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, that was pretty awesome.
0: Uh, I had amazing Spider-Man this week to keep on the Marvel thing. Uh, issue 790.
1: You okay. Know?
0: This, uh, this issue is kind of interesting because it deals with Peter Parker and Parker Industries needing to liquidate their assets to pay off all their lawsuits and everything now that the company has gone completely belly up. And guess what one of those assets was, Matt?
1: Was it the Avengers Tower?
0: No, close the, though, the Baxter Building.
1: Yeah, the Baxter Building. Yeah, Which that, they that, turned into this the new was,
0: Avengers Tower.
1: It, this was hinted at in like an Avengers issue a while back. Yep.
0: So yeah, yeah he, he has to sell it, and understandably Johnny Storm is right pissed with him being like, hey, hey, <laughs> didn't, didn't you tell me like three or four years ago that you were going to keep this place safe and, you know, you commissioned a big statue of me and the Fantastic Four in the, in the lobby and that it was going to be here for us when we all came back, aka when we deal with Fox again, and he's like, yeah, about that, with New York real estate prices the way they are, I really couldn't say no, could you like try and see it from my
1: point of view, please? <laughs> It's like it's like in that Avengers issue where everyone was like mad at, at Peter Parker and Spider Man's like, hey, do you, you know, maybe he had his reasons to do this and try to fight for him. And it's like, no, Peter Parker is an asshole.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of like this new status quo where it's like, oh, everyone hates Peter Parker now. Spider-Man yeah. is the respite getaway from Peter Parker and not the other way around.
1: Yeah, so he's going to keep being Spider-Man a bit more.
0: Yeah, like he wants to be Spider-Man now to get away from his problems as, uh, as Peter Parker. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: That's kind of funny. It's like, you know, at least when I'm in the Spider-Man costume, people like me and I can beat up supervillains and everything. It's not as harsh to where, you know, everyone hates and Peter Parker is the menace now. <laughs> like, everyone's turned against him. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting little flip of the script there, Dan Slot. I know in my videos for it in the comments section, no one actually talks about the book anymore. Everyone just says, fuck Dan Slot and he should leave. <laughs> and I'm like, look, you're all entitled to your opinion, but I'm like, are, are, you, are you reading the story? He's like, he's doing some stuff here. Like, this is, I thought, this is what you wanted, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, like, at the end of this issue, Johnny even kind of sums up the whole thing and says, hey, you know, your time as a CEO, it wasn't the worst thing ever. Maybe you should have gotten someone to run the company so you could have been a hero and done science. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the hindsight's 2020 isn't it? <laughs> Like, like, that was almost Dan Slott checking himself, where it's like, fine, I guess I could have done it this way, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, he even bring, uh, brings back Clash, who was an interesting villain I kind of liked, a reformed supervillain who started working for Parker Industries, but got fired during Civil War II, became a villain again, and now he's robbing Parker Industries, but not because he wants any money, he just wants to steal back the stuff he invented. Oh, okay then. Um, to where he's actually quite sympathetic, and then he sta- or he helps uh, Spider-Man and the Human Torch from, you know, one of the devices almost blowing up and taking out the city. And then at the end, Spider-Man's like, Ugh, I can't even chase after him. I mean, he was just stealing stuff that belonged to him anyway. <laughs> Harry hates that though. Harry's like, God damn it, we needed to liquidate that to pay off lawyers and shit. I'm done with you, Peter. <laughs> so now Harry hates him again. So again, everything that's <laughs> old is new again
1: yeah back to square
0: one literally back to square one which is both kind of comforting and it's nostalgia but also kind of like here we go again for (laughs) spider-man we're gonna get the same type of stories that we always get because we always do yeah why not why not he's popular in the movies again and he's hip and young so i guess everything's got to reset just a little bit yeah yeah Although we'll reset it with the same writer who's been writing him for over a decade now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Although, hey, in his defense, though, like, again, for everything people say about Dan Slott, the dude has a story for Spider-Man
1: every month.
0: Like, like, I I have a fan pitch for every character. I have an elevator pitch. I have no pitches for Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, he's got him pretty well covered.
0: Like, literally, Spider-Man has done everything. Like, I could start pitching an ID, and everyone would be like, no, 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 Romita did that. Or like, oh, well, here's a pitch. Like, no, 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 they did that back in 86. like, really? Yeah, that already happened. Spider-Man is like the Simpsons of comics where it's like, Spider-Man did it, (laughs) Spider-Man already did it.
1: Yeah, he did it years before this is popular.
0: He's literally done everything. Like, again, people who come up with new stories for Spider-Man amaze me because I couldn't do it. (laughs) I have a pitch for everybody else. I have no pitches for (laughs) Spider-Man.
1: Yeah,
0: I've got literally nothing but uh, yeah, the (laughs) new book, I like it I know that's kind of a controversial statement these days to say you like a Dan Slott comic but I enjoyed this one for what it was now will it keep up with this? I don't know usually that's the thing for Dan Slott the first couple arcs when it's fresh, new, and exciting are good, then it goes downhill Yeah. just as long as the Zodiac don't come back and become the villains for like 12 issues (laughs) god that was a boring arc with the Zodiac. Remember that? I, I vaguely
1: remember you talking about it. The Zodiac were lame.
0: But what else did you have, man? What did you have that wasn't lame?
1: Um, I, I haven't properly read it, but I flicked through it and it was a load of fun, and that was U.S. Avengers issue 11.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. This is is this like the new Legacy one? Or are they going spacebound now?
1: Yeah, I, I guess you could say it was the Legacy one. Yeah, it was like a continuation from the last issue where they all go out and to help um, find Cannonball, Yes. Who, is stuck in, like, this weird dome city where everyone plays, like, a a hammed-up character of, like, a 50s stereotype.
0: Oh, yeah, it was like an Uh, Archie thing. I saw the cover
1: for it. Yeah, it's funny you say Archie because he beats people at the end who are literally, you know, Jughead, Veronica, Betty. That's awesome.
0: Hey, Cannonball, stay out of Riverdale.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it's like, and... He he meets like the guys in charge who who gets angry at people when they break character.
0: Oh, so it's Uh, like Twilight Zone.
1: Kinda, yeah, yeah. It's so funny, and they the the team come in to help him, and they they get. Like 1950s, 1940s gangsters sent after them. And, and they talk like, they're like, yeah, see, we hate them, Shi'ar sh- Empire here, eh? They got cars and Tommy guns and everything. It's so fucking cool.
0: That sounds really good to me. Like, again, like, I, I stopped reading USA Avengers because I didn't think it would make it. I'm like, nah, this book is too fun and too weird and too out there. It'll never make it. But it looks to keep making it. So now I want to start reading it again.
1: It's cool. The, the only thing I I kind of didn't really like was I was hoping they were going to go a little bit more with General Maverick's story. Because last mm-hmm. issue, he he got taken out of the Hulk form, which he had been in all through Secret Empire. And right. because of that, they, they weren't sure whether he could Hulk again. And if he did, it would probably kill him Ouch. Uh, because of his body being as old as it is and everything. And he got turned back, and he's just like normal General Maverick, but with red skin. Interesting. Um But uh, this issue, he Hulked out again. Like, they've kind of, like, solved the issue, Hmm. which is really a shame because I was hoping they were going to play with that. Like, what is his role in the team now that he doesn't have that one skill that made him on the team?
0: I wonder what they're going to do with General Maverick when they inevitably bring back General Ross as Red Hulk. Because, like, Ross Uh, has been off the table for a very long time since the end of Duggan's Hulk.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We've got to have Red Hulk versus Red Hulk.
0: I would be fine with that. That's a story, right? That story. Who who has the right to be the one true Red Hulk? <laughs> yeah, that will
1: be pretty cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah, but it was a really fun issue, and I, I can't wait for the next issue. That's good.
0: See, I kind of want to go back and read that now. Uh, speaking of issues, I'm surprised it took us this long to mention uh, Dark Knight's Metal, but we got Batman the Merciless this week.
1: We did, and boy, was it a step up from the last issue from the last two i would
0: say this one was really really strong not only was this a strong issue but i would say of all the evil potential batman futures this one is probably one of the most believable
1: oh god yeah this is one that you could see happening in an arc in a couple of years it's Batman, batman becoming the god of war
0: it's super fitting because what does batman always call his vigilante quest oh my war on crime the never-ending battle yep against criminality i will spend my life warring on criminals i'm like dude you you sure use a lot of war talk don't you it's like you got a big boner for it or something
1: yeah and it's like a story that you think would have happened by now but it really hasn't like him donning the god of war's helmet and becoming the god of war
0: it's it's a nice little thing too because keeping like you know from what they did with cyborg and flash and all these other things or even in the green lantern one which i didn't like the under like the underlining theme of these dark knight books that i take away from it at least is that is that if batman was given the same problems that his friends on the justice league face he wouldn't be able to handle it and he would crack cuz remember wonder woman was the god of war for a bit
1: yeah oh yeah that's that's a good point if he had any of these problems that any one of the other teams would face he would go insane
0: yeah it's like hey batman's super interesting but he's not the be-all end-all if he had to deal with being the god of war like diana did or if he had to deal with a green lantern ring or the speed force he'd go a little crazy because at the end of the day he's just a mortal man
1: yeah as i said i think it was in my in my green lantern one that these stories tell like next step when because we've seen him like get speed force powers or a green or a green lantern or a yellow lantern for these ones yeah these ones are like what happens the page after the story ends and that's usually batman goes fucking insane
0: because batman has issues to begin with is the thing and to give him godlike powers on top of his heaping helping loads of psychological problems and personality defects and everything else we'd all be Mm -hmm. fucked
1: yeah, and this issue it also hit like a swerve because all through the issue we are sort of uh, led to believe that Ares was the one that killed Wonder Woman, yes. and and she he she, and Batman was the last one alive, and he put the helmet on to stop Ares, but we find out that he, Batman killed Wonder Woman to stop her from using the helmet. Oh. So he wants he's jealous, and he wants all that power.
0: Yeah, he's jealous, he's power-hungry, and he's a romantic rival of Steve Trevor because apparently in this mm-hmm. world of the Merciless, Batman was in love with Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman only had eyes for Steve Trevor, so he really hates the Steve Trevor of this Earth
1: yeah really really it really
0: hates him speaking of steve trevor too he gets a nice little b plot him and amanda waller and the heads of the deo and the agents of shade and everything else they have like a like a round table conversation to be like oh fuck you know these evil dark knights are invading and the justice league is gone what what do we do what's our crisis thing
1: yeah we find out like what would like the the actual people who aren't superheroes be doing in this this situation and the answer is uh in general lane's words is just bomb the fuck out of everything <laughs> bomb it bomb everything i got a super
0: missile i call it the valhalla it's got Kryptonian <laughs> attack and alien parts it's awesome
1: yeah i'm glad that he's still a nutcase
0: i love that too man G- general lane is such a fun character that's a fight general lane versus general ross who wins that one because <laughs> they're both crazy as shit <laughs> i i said to you too i'm like man i can't wait for when general ross eventually finds out he has a half alien grandson
1: yeah yeah that's gonna be very interesting it's happening very soon in action comics
0: god that's gotta suck for junk great both my granddads are fucking insane <laughs> i don't have one good granddad they all suck <laughs> or our dad yeah this is horrible Would it be funny though if they totally swerved you though? Know, in general, Lane is just so happy to be a grandfather. He doesn't care about the whole half alien thing.
1: I, I don't think he's gonna find out about the half alien thing because that means he'll find out who Superman is.
0: That's and that would be horrible too. <laughs> Clark Kent is Superman. What? I'm crazy. But yeah, that's that's a fun story too that they put in all the heads of all these super organizations because it's like ah. That makes a lot of sense in a story all about the God of War because they're all very warlike people. And in fact, the imagery at the end is all of them like bowing to Merciless Batman.
1: Yeah, all, all those people are really cool. I'm really glad as well for the D.E.O. They put Mr. Bones in because he's just become the the D.E.O.'s leader in, in Supergirl. And I like I Amanda was like, what the hell are you doing here? You, you, you do nothing.
0: Yeah, nice, nice bit of continuity, too. It's so wonderful to see all these weirdos sitting around a table. You've got Amanda Waller, normal person. General Lane, normal person. Father Time, who is a Japanese schoolgirl who has the spirit of an ageless... You know create crazy creature multi-dimensional whatever (laughs) then a skeleton man just sitting there at the table (laughs) with all these captains of industry and big power players just a skeleton in a suit smoking a cigar (laughs) and i'm like god i love comics (laughs) this is so comics right now only here could you get these things all together yeah. <laughs> and not any of it look weird and not any of it be out of place. Just like a yeah, Japanese schoolgirl and skeleton, man.
1: Yeah, and this is an average Tuesday.
0: Yeah, it just, just happens, man. It, it It is what it is. <laughs> and that much like the God of War 2, when the Merciless steps on in, he inspires like a bloodlust and everything around them. So all of those people at the table start fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, take your be- uh, bets. Who's going to win that fight? <laughs> that's what i want to do so yeah the merciless continues to be cool big step forward from the last two dark knight's tie-ins we had
1: yeah we've we've only got two left eh?
0: yeah yeah we got the the doomsday yeah. one and the batman who laughs
1: yeah wow
0: crazy they saved uh, the trinity ones for last what the wonder woman stand in the superman stand in and finally the batman one
1: yeah, probably because they're really important
0: they probably are they're probably super important
1: yeah uh what well, continuing metals talk i had flash issue 33 yeah, which is you... the first bats out of the hell a bats out of hell issue
0: right that includes uh flash justice league and green lantern yeah which i did not pick this one up this week so sell me on this one matt you're gonna have to
1: pick it up this picks up right up right at the end of uh, the last metal issue where Superman gets sent into the Phantom Zone. Oh, uh, we sort of find out what happened to steel and flash. After That's that.
0: right. Cause they were there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, we see, we see that scene again from flash's point of view, sending Superman to the Phantom Zone with the antenna and everything. And they, they, they hope he's going to do the, do go save Bruce and everything. And
0: they're going to say, do
1: the do. He's going <laughs> to do the yeah, man. It's going to do the do. Um, uh, well, while they're doing that, obviously the Justice League are off trying to find the, um, the metal, the Nth metal deposits around the earth. Mm. And they don't have any luck because the Dark Knights attack them oh, and, and take them all. And then uh, Murder Machine and the Devastator come for Steel and Flash. Mm. And they destroy the antenna, close the portal, uh, take Steel, take Flash. Flash gets taken to Central City and um they then get teleported to gotham and we find that gotham inside gotham has been changed into all of the respective dark knights bat caves oh
0: shit okay that's awesome
1: so so like flash gets sent to the red death bat and uh wonder woman sent to the merciless all that <laughs> sort of stuff um and they that's have a to really fight idea yeah it was apparently a big plan for um from the Batman Who Laughs, it was like his end game to bring them all here and have them fight their opposite number. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that's that's how like the issue ends, with them fighting their opposite numbers.
0: Alright, you sold me on it. I gotta pick this one up now. Don't, <laughs> don't be shocked if this video comes out near the end of the week. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was cool because we got narration from, like, Barry, how he's seen everything, but then when he sees Superman go in and try and save Bruce, he gets that little bit of hope that, that lets him keep running. Right, right. Yeah, i found it funny he he remembers bruce wayne's words and they're literally run barry run Ah,
0: (laughs) i like that's become canon now it's
1: like yeah run run. it's really funny i I couldn't help but laugh at that
0: that's good that's a nice touch i appreciate that uh how many books do you have left i have like two left
1: um yeah i've got two as well
0: okay i'll I'll breeze through these last two because we're near in our usual end time there uh Was one of those books Nightwing the New Order?
1: One was, yes.
0: Okay, cool. Let's talk about that then. Uh, Issue three, we're at the halfway point now of this Elseworld tale. Yeah, and uh,
1: stuff started picking up.
0: It surely, surely did. We find out that, like, the quote unquote antagonist of this one, the actual real power behind the New World Order organization, is actually Batwoman of all people.
1: Yeah, Kate Kane. Um, she's... She's she's just sort of embraced her father's military background
0: yeah she's the real muscle and like uh, Kyle Higgins does a good job explaining that being like yeah you know as Kate got older she you know thought that you know vigilante justice wasn't the proper way to do things anymore and that if she was going to fight the good fight she was going to do so within the boundaries of the law and I'm like that's really fitting actually and also really kind of ties together what's happening in the main universe in Detective, because it's like, oh, she was willing to turn on the entire superhero community to try and bring her idea of justice, holy shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, as I said in my review, it's like um, they, they're they allowed to explore all these characteristics within the character but none of them are out of character they're all yeah, yeah, yeah. well within their like, like Kate Kane going to the military that's been set up in her backstory uh, Dick sort of going to help going to tim drake for help and trying to help people with being nightwing and everything and then we got like um john stewart who who appears this issue as sort of like that. the lap the lapdog dog for for kate and, and again he's part he he's got a military background so he would be all for this
0: absolutely i love that he's part of the corporate justice league. i'm like oh that's so cool and he's got, like, a brand new costume. And generally, I'm just kind of happy to see uh, friggin' John Stewart again. It's been too long. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And they have a really awesome fight where they also still need to uh, justify a reason for Nightwing to win. But I think they do a pretty good job. He,
1: yeah, he doesn't quite... Win, he kind of cheats, and then gets saved by Wally West.
0: (laughs) Cheats super-Wally West in a brand new Flash costume, which I like a lot. It's a darker shade of red.
1: Looks like his, um, was it him who dressed in one? There there was a costume, like, back in the mid-2000s that looked like that.
0: Yeah, very much, where it's like the Flash suit, but it's a darker shade of red, shinier- So you can differentiate between him and Classic Barry. And oh look, Rebel Starfire is there too.
1: Yeah, Starfire looking like a uh, Mass Effect character.
0: Looking very much like a Mass Effect character, which I'm okay with.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. And they're they're in Bloodhaven as well.
0: Yes, which is another nice touch. Clearly Kyle Higgins knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, New World Order continues to be a really interesting, really fun read, and I just noticed your uh, your video went up right now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it did for uh, for New oh. World Order. Hi, oh, okay. I guess you timed that one to go. I was just looking at Twitter to see if there was anything <laughs> I missed to talk about before we winded it down there. But yeah, that was that one, and you you came up with a better title than me too yeah yeah but mine was grayson hunted and i'm like ah oh, uh, what is it nightwing feud that is better <laughs> like the movie yeah. the fugitive i didn't kill my wife
1: yeah i don't care
0: i don't care nightwing <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but yeah that, that was really cool and i like that they turned the, bat, the the bat cave into like a tourist trap
0: yes which of course
1: they would yeah after, and, and the narration from, from Jake it, it explains it so well it's like oh once like Batman's Bruce Wayne's identity got leaked you know Wayne Enterprises stepped in and capitalized on that
0: <laughs> you too can pay $60 to take a tour of the Batcave <laughs> like it would be $60 American wouldn't it it'd be like fucking sea Land or whatever
1: yeah and, th- and then like when you get in there you have to pay for like stuff like you could sit in the Batmobile but it costs
0: $20 $20 and an extra 10 for a picture
1: yeah have, yeah, have have your photo taken with the penny.
0: Oh god, yeah, that would be the thing right there. It's like, hey, take a ride on the dinosaur, but that's fifty. <laughs> hey, search your name in the Bat Computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, looks like you have a rap sheet. Batman was looking into you.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's how they find out metahumans. <laughs> they yeah. trick them into using that.
0: <laughs> they keep giving them free tickets to the Bat Cave Amusement Park. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a smart idea. I like that but yeah New World Order continues to be super cool I'm interested to see where the next three issues will go especially because hey they can do whatever they want because it's an World story exactly they can kill everybody and in fact they might because this is, this is Jacob clearly telling the story many years later to someone else
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: where he says you know my father back then his team back then he's talking about everything in past tense so it's been a while
1: yep. but,
0: yeah yeah what, uh, what was the last book I read this week? The last one I read, uh, I'll go very quickly on this one. Uh, Daredevil 28, the final issue before Legacy takes over. Right. This is the big redemption arc for uh, his would-be apprentice and sidekick Blindspot, who sold uh, his mentor's soul to the hand in exchange for being able to see again. Nice. After getting blinded, and uh, he's he's about to leave Matt behind, and we see the ultimate torture that the Hand has planned for their greatest foe, and that is they're going to kill him, bring him back to life, kill him, bring him back to life, over (laughs) and over and over again. Oh, no. And I'm like, shit, I can't think of a better revenge than that. I'm going to kill you, then use my demon magic to resurrect you, then kill you again. (laughs) Because the Hand is one of, if the only... Thing in like Marvel Comics where it's like, well, how did they come back to life? Hand did it. I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like the Marvel equivalent to the Lazarus pit where it's like Lazarus pit. All right. Yeah, yeah we get it 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 does that that happens but to think that they use that power for the purposes of torture to kill him over and over again <laughs> yeah that's
1: pretty 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 brutal
0: pretty fucked up Blindspot eventually figures that where it's like Ugh, you know I was really enjoying getting closer to my mom and everything because you know we kind of went in on this whole stealing Matt Murdock's soul thing But I've discovered that she's a real piece of shit, and deep down I'm a good person, and if I leave Matt behind, I'll be a piece of shit for the rest of my life, so I should probably go back and save him. (laughs) Which he does, and his punishment is, oh great, I went against the hand, oh crap, I'm blind again. (laughs) And Matt Murdock's like, don't worry, I'll help you out with the being blind thing, and hey, even more so, I'll help you file for asylum in the United States so you can actually work to becoming a citizen so you're not always looking over your shoulder as a superhero and an illegal immigrant oh that's cool that's a nice touch and then then the story hits you with like the right hook because it's like hey legacy's coming and they say yeah well blind spot and daredevil were touring around like asia that was months ago you know what happened in new york since he's been away
1: (laughs) just a little couple of things
0: just a couple kingpin got elected mayor while you were gone so what? Yeah, and Foggy has to tell him that over the phone. Matt, Matt, you've been gone for months. You know what happened? Kingpin is mayor now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great picture, too. It's like Wilson Fisk on the paper looking all happy, raising both of his arms. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> now, the real question, though, about Wilson Fisk being mayor is how much did Omega Red help him? Was the Crimson Dynamo involved? <laughs> I think he might be. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> Although, shit, I guess there's no shield around to investigate the uh, results, huh? Oh, mm, well. Oh, no. <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. laughs> But, yeah, D- Daredevil is spot. I'm really interested for Legacy moving forward. Awesome. It's good, good stuff. In fact, I think if it's like any of these other Marvel books, if you haven't been reading Daredevil, they seem to be setting this up as a time to jump on. Cool. Because Charles Soule was very much like, "and hey, this is the end of this era; this is the beginning of a new one." Awesome. And what was your last book, Matt?
1: Uh, my last book was Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, issue thirty-one.
0: Ah, uh, yes. This isn't Italian, but the next one will be Italian.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Next. Next one in two weeks, I think. Right. right. Uh yeah. This one was uh, Hal's team up with Superman.
0: Oh yes, that I saw the cover because Superman was all Yellow Lanterned again.
1: Yeah, uh, this one, uh, follow it on from last week's uh, team up with him, uh, has them rescue Hector Hammond from the, I'm going to try and say their name right, the Krolotians? Oh,
0: Krolotians. Yeah, yeah. It's do, a really weird name. Do, do the Krolletaians still speak German? Because that's one of my favorite uh, Jeff Johns jokes. Where it's like, oh, you know why? Why do the Krolletaians speak German? No, they're speaking Krolletaian. Germans are speaking Krolletaian.
1: <laughs> nah, nah, they speak English.
0: Damn it, that's one of my favorite jokes. When they fr- when the Krolletaians first showed up in Jeff Johns' Green Lantern, they were just speaking German <laughs> for no reason.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they've come to Earth to capture, um... Hector Hammond, who's, uh, who they gave the powers to, his powers with his big head and everything. We have not seen they, him
0: in, like, forever.
1: Oh, since the New 52. Yeah,
0: it's been a long time. He, was, he, was a,
1: he was a Superman villain in I that.
0: remember that. There was a big crossover with him, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, and he has been calling for Hal's help, and Hal and Superman arrived to strike his island to find him being kidnapped by these weird little aliens that are putting electrodes in his brains and turning the frogs gay and whatnot.
0: <laughs> yeah, and all that good stuff. He, he'll need to buy a wipe for his perineum to keep him safe from the <laughs> germs.
1: Um, but because they, they designed his, his brain and everything, they can control it, and they, in doing so, they send hell and uh, Superman into their own minds into like an illusion of what they think is perfect we don't see what Superman's is but it involves Mara Park Kent, but oh, Hal's ha- ha- involves uh, Being part of his family with his brother and his brother's wife and all that as well as being married to Carol Ferris oh. Who appears this issue and Hal knows it's not real or anything and the illusion tells him as much and tells him to go find the real Carol and they break out, they save Hector, and Hector ends up killing all of the aliens. And then he does. He he kind of goes a bit suicidal because he, he gets hold of Superman's mind and wants Superman to kill him with his heat vision. So Superman has to break free of that before he ends up killing Hector Hammond.
0: That sounds and that, cool.
1: And that, that, that was pretty cool. And the, the issue ends in, like, it's one of those... You're like, why did they do that thing? Because it's Hal about to go see C- Carol. He's about to knock on her door. And he gets a call from John Stewart. Like, Aww. oh, you, there's a, I think it was a star blowing up or something. He said, so you need help. And he's like, I'm a bit busy here. And he's like, Green Lantern, get to it, soldier.
0: So they big teased you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame because I really want Carol to come back.
0: It's funny. They've gotten every other relationship back on track in the DC Rebirth except for that one.
1: I think maybe once Hal comes back to Earth, because at the moment he's not he's not on Earth um, all that much. So, yeah, I think once maybe he comes back to Earth, if he ever does. Mm,
0: I guess it is kind of unfair to Carol to carry on a relationship while he's always in space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. That yeah, sounds like good old-fashioned Green Lantern stuff. Yeah, it was
1: a pretty cool Green Lantern book. That's good.
0: And yeah, with that, everyone, we're basically at our normal end time. As always, I want to thank you so much for watching and listening and favoriting and commenting and everything. You know, you make the job worthwhile. Wouldn't you agree, Matt?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Also, hey, you know, if you want to pick up any of the books we're talking about in trade, or hey, if you want to get anything for the holiday season, which is quickly approaching, uh, both Matt and myself on our channels have book depository links down in our descriptions. Anything you buy off there, small percentage goes to support uh, us and our channels, and it would be much appreciated.
1: Yep, and it comes with free shipping, so you don't have to pay anything
0: absolutely which is wonderful when you buy a lot of trades and hey be sure to buy lots too cuz they only give us the money after we reach a $100 threshold
1: <laughs> you can buy lots as well cuz they're always really cheap there
0: they are they're a great like we wouldn't talk about them if we didn't genuinely love them book depository is my favorite place to buy shit definitely it's just just that good so uh yeah that's that everybody we hope you enjoy the show as always if you're a patron Uh, which you can become for as little as a dollar a month you will get to listen to this episode and see the video version first late sunday night whenever matt and i get to upload it and everyone else you'll be sure to watch it uh wednesday morning at eight that one comes out so be sure to mark that one off for you you can download it carry it around Mm -hmm. with you you can check out the soundcloud version if you would be so interested and uh, yeah this is basically it
1: yeah that's pretty much it
0: any uh any closing thoughts there matt anything you want to say to the nice people before we go away
1: uh not really check the links down below and yeah we'll, we'll, you'll be getting this video very soon for patreons
0: yes and everyone
1: else will be seeing you uh same time same place next week see ya yeah bye bye